Ah, uh, you know, with Phil it was always about the drugs. With Gerard it was always about the women. And with Martin it was all about the money, you know. When I look back on that, when I look back on the podcast, it's just a miracle that we did what we did, you know. It's a miracle we created what we created. That's just a miracle. Shit on the road. Let's do this. This is high expectations. Expectations. Yeah. This has been a build up. I'm feeling some energy tonight. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling some energy. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. That's good. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Do you want to do your traditional intro bit? Which one? How do we do it? Oh, yeah. Who are we gonna be? You're you're in the lead. You're the leader. You tell us what to do. I don't know if it, what is there any rules surrounding it. What does you say? Well, just go with whatever comes from within. Just to say whatever. Okay. Oh yeah. hell. Whatever just floats to the surface. Okay. Who's going first? Anyone. I'll go first. You go first, then Gerard, then um, mine, so then me. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. <coughs> Ready? Yes. Go. I'm Kurt Russell. And I'm a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the Australian one from Transformers. Right. <laughs> Woo! We go. City of Angels lies spread out beneath us in all its splendor like a bargain basement promised land. The camera sports dips, winds its way slowly down, 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 bringing us in over the city as we spiral down towards a lush high-rise apartment complex. Moon is reflected in a glass. The camera continues to move in through billowing curtains into the inner sanctum of a penthouse apartment. And here, boys and girls, is where we lose our breath because it's lethal watching. Homeless oh, and professional. A lot of the magic will be coming the edit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Better. All the magic is coming on the edit. Oh, yeah. Well, well okay, so we're post uh, title sequence now. Oh, are we? So, hello. It's good. Agenda. Good hello. to know. Hello, yeah, I have, um, I've got an agenda. We can follow it. Right, um, so, yeah, hello. Um, I thought I'd. Int- have you ever actually introduced yourself in a podcast? Last week we did. Yeah. Did we? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I remember one way you tried to introduce yourself, but then you went off on a tangent and never actually got round to it. <laughs> so I, I was going to kind of introduce each of you in turn. So I, wrote, so I wrote down some short notes, um, <laughs> which I was going to use to sort of build off in an exciting introduction, but I can't really be bothered. So I'll just read out what I wrote down. Awesome. I wrote down Gerard, who has a soft Irish accent. Thank you. Phil, Phil, nonsensical arguments, I wrote down. And Mark, <laughs> I wrote down words of wisdom from down a disused coal mine. Yeah. Because of his, because of his slightly dodgy uh, headset that always gives him the appearance that he's sort of 25 <laughs> kilometres away. I ain't got it no more. It's gone away. Charming. I buried it in the garden. <laughs> That's really... That's all I had, really. That's good. So, I, so I don't mind. I come off good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang on. What's going on here? He likes your voice. I do like your voice. Yeah, thank you. Jared wins. Get into the podcast. Side of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. 
That's what makes the podcast work, isn't it? It's the contrast between the soft, dulcet tones of Gerard and the hysterical ranting of Phil. <laughs> Just utter gibberish. Yeah. This, this is sounding a bit sexy now. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> a little bit too sexy. I imagine... Uh, a little bit too sexy. Might need to ben, stop. I imagine Ben listening to the podcast now, kind of lazing on maybe like a sedge long on <laughs> some silken sheets... With a bowl of grapes, perhaps, or some fine wine, uh, maybe. Grapes. Settles back into his chaise long, looks Shops up at the, looks up at the uh, ceiling, listens to Jared's soft Irish accents and just drifts away. That's lovely. That's really lovely. Drift away into memory. Bits. Oh, yeah. Like a fart on the wind. Yeah, PM, dawn, PM Dawn style. Tell you what, Jared, why don't, why don't you say some relaxing words just now? Yeah. By yourself. <clears throat> Uterus. Could could you say words like film that are said slightly differently in Irish? Like in Irish, maybe it's uterus or something like that. I don't know. know I mean? Irish. Um, the vulva or something. I don't know. You're a doctor. The vulva. You, must have, the vulva. you must have a lot of gynecological terms that are slightly different oh, in Irish accent. <laughs> he knows them all and has seen them all. Oh, yeah. Vitus. The pinas. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We go with Italian. I can, yeah, that is a bit Italian. Well, I can list you off some antibiotics. Oh, go on then. Get you off. Oh, that's so hot. That is. I love that. Flu clocks. Can you, can you say prostate exam? Just prostate. slowly. Oh, slowly? Slowly. Prostate. <laughs> Too slow. Finish it. That's not sexy at all. <laughs> surely that's the most sexiest <laughs> well the prostate exam is surely the sexiest of all exams but the way you said it didn't make it that sexy <laughs> oh, actually I suppose an oral exam would be more sexy than a prostate exam moving on moving on thank god yeah. <laughs> Jesus right I thought I thought I'd go to each of you in turn and, and just ask you just quick one liner Phil, we'll start with you. What was the last movie you saw? Uh, according to my letterboxed account, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And what, what, do, you, what do you think of it? Um, quick snappy review. Uh, the first one is a hoot that just about, that almost outstays its welcome, but kind of manages to get away with it, which the second yeah, ones would, would completely fail to do. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, so Phil, Phil, we've got kind of like I wanted to introduce like a weekly question section at the start. So just out of the blue, could you tell me? Do you think whether Andy McDowell is still actively involved in the movie production business? <laughs> um, only in so much as I think on the makeup side of things, because I think she's quite firmly uh-huh. into the L'Oreal market and supplying hair products these days. So I imagine she's think- more of a, a makeup consultant rather than being like an actual actress these days. So you think she no longer acts in movies? No, I think she's that, she just works from the whole, you know, the, the makeup and hair side of things now. No, I'm afraid she's still actively involved in acting in movies. She's what? in The Firstling, The Firstling in 2013 and Mother's Day. <laughs> what? So, Mother's Day? Is that like another she, one of those? Yeah, yeah. Like Valentine's Day, New Year, Mother's Day? I don't know, it sounds is that, awful. But... Is that completing the trilogy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought she'd gone off to be religious or something, like MC Hammer, but apparently not. 
So Gerard, what's the last film? What's the last film you saw, Gerard? Uh, the last film I watched was Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right, it was on the telly. It was on telly. <laughs> yeah, I saw that the other night. Yeah, it was good. Still great. Still great, actually. Talking back to movies that aren't as good as you remember them being. <laughs> I do Raiders of the Lost Ark actually does. Raiders of the Lost Ark is always as good as you remember. It. Which actually, I was what was it? I was reading something. Actually, today uh, has it been renamed to Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark, or is that just a stupid internet thing that might be have... a stupid internet thing? What What's the official title on the Blu-ray box set when it comes out? Oh, that'll be a trick. Speaking <laughs> of which, oh, do we because all know I that? Can see why they would do it? Because didn't isn't a New Hope now Star Wars a New Hope? Yeah. But you, yeah, you, it didn't. It didn't have a even a number when he it first. Was just released, Raiders, it, it was just, just a New stuff. Hope. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't even called A New Hope, was it? First no, it wasn't. It was just said Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, did it? It was just Star Wars? Oh. Yeah, I think so. And then he added A New Hope, and then he added Episode 4, four. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, Do we all no, know Raiders that Raiders of the Lost Ark is getting an IMAX mm-hmm. re-release in September? What is? Raiders of the Lost Ark is getting re-released in, in the IMAX in September. It's apparently called just Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, in IMAX. So, on Blu-ray. In IMAX. Let's... In the cinema. Right. Oh. Um, so I've got a quest- question for you, Gerard. Okay. Um, Statham, Stallone, or Willis in their prime? Pick one. Statham. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh, that's in their prime. In their prime. Their prime. If you mean if, if three and in their prime in a room together. If if it were possible. One man leaves. Picking them at the prime point of their manliness. Statham, come on. Stallone makes me moan. Willis, no business. Jetly, shitly. Arnold, grown old. A Hobson's choice. Your gravelly voice. Not really gay. I just can't say no to you. Your oily torso I just want to see more So transport me go I can't say no Never be expendable Quality dependable Oh yeah, oh Statham You're the one Man punch me tonight Man punch me tonight Man punch me tonight What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay, let's just let's, let's, let's see, right? It's the lordness. He's built for the right? He's all he's all gun shooty shooty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Willis in the prime. He might get. You know what? Willis might win because in his prime he was just a lucky son of a bitch. Um, but you, in can't, a, you can't back out now. You said Statham. You did say Statham. Statham. Unbelievable. Come on. In a fight, <laughs> Expendables 2 when he had the things in the church and he was doing the wah 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 What about if you were going to like stay the night with one of them? <laughs> yeah, if you had one of them and you had to. It's going to be the same answer, isn't it? Yeah, stay them. It's got to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think straight, he stayed them, he'd treat you right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, so I think just alone you'd just be a piece of meat. Exactly. 
Willis. I think he. I think he would. It, with Willis, I think it would just be all a bit too me, me, me. He'd never call you back. Yeah, I think I think Statham would be gentle. Yeah. He's, a, he's a puppy dog. He's a little puppy. Yep. Interesting. All right, over to uh, Mr. Cobain. Um, last last film you saw? Funnily enough, Expendables Two. <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah. Summarize that one. Had mixed reviews. Um, I would say it's like ordering Chinese takeaway. You know it's bad for you, and you know it's not it's something that you shouldn't really do. But you ask for what you want, and you know what it's going to be like, and it delivers, and it's perfect. Do you not think that although it is in some ways utter rubbish, it is also yeah. the best eight, like yeah, totally. new, new 80s action film you've ever seen? Totally. It's, it goes along with all the crap films that are so excellent, like Flash Gordon and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. You know, whoa, 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 whoa. Flash Gordon oh. is not rubbish. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's so bad that it's good, though. It's just, no, it's not bad. It's misunderstood <laughs> but yeah, yeah no I mean Expendables 2 is definitely an 80s film I think that's why it's so excellent yeah. I think it, yeah. as I said Expendables 2 is what you thought Expendables the first one was going to be like yes it's, it's almost like well the sheer fact that Chuck Norris does a Chuck Norris joke in the film just like just highlights how badass it is it's like so wow. what's up with Chuck Norris's voice was it always like that I think it was always like that but he never really opened his mouth <laughs> didn't he not really. Just shot. I, I, all I remember from Delta Force is a motorbike. I think he just rode about in a motorbike for an hour and a half. He sounds the sorry. same on Texas Walker Lone Ranger or whatever that series. Texas Walker Lone Ranger? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would watch that. That sounds much better. Is it, is it better than the first one? Because I found yeah. the first one strangely underwhelming. I it's just didn't think better. it was that good. I, I, yeah. in, I thought it was far better than the first one. Mm-hmm. I agree. And literally, although everyone was kind of like when Chuck Norris was all like, man, no R and all this kind of stuff, literally the only thing they took out was the language. Right. There's a, some of the deaths are sort of a bit rapid cut, but um, otherwise, gore and everything's all in there. Nice. Did you watch Did you? the um, Expendables of the mu- uh, musical? No. That's very funny. Where's that? Um, I put it on my I think it's on my Facebook a while ago but like one of the lines in the song is like, PG-13 is for pussies mm. <laughs> kind of summarises the whole thing really well Martin I've got your question here okay okay what colour were the lasers used by the Naboo army forces on the fighter craft when they were attacking the big space donut <laughs> <laughs> now I think they were green mm. no, I think they were because green. I think the enemies were red because they do that for some reason. They don't have them all the same colour. That's what I'd you, say. I th- you're both wrong. Oh. Because it's the, it's the Phantom Menace and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> of Damn course! New rule for the podcast. If anything related to that film, just <laughs> it, we just skip right by. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but thanks for trying, anyone. <laughs> Unlucky, Martin. And now it's time for the lethal watching bit where we look at charts and stuff like that. Interestingly, I thought I'd like introduce a bit of a sort of contemporary aspect to the podcast. I know that every you like to make every podcast timeless, but I've got this week's top top ten movies, top ten oh. UK movies. I did a bit of bit of research, so I've not actually seen any of them. So this could be a bit of a dull segment, but surely, <laughs> surely some of you film lovers have seen some of them. So I'm going to start at ten, go up to one, and you can feel free to chip in yeah. on any of them. Uh, number ten, the wedding video. No, not no. seen it. <laughs> Step up four, Miami Heat. Not now, I quite fancy that. 
I said dancing thing, isn't it? Ice Age, Continental Drift. Wait, just to go back to Step Up for a second. Do you, do you know what I respect no, about that series? I was a wimpy kid, dog days. Oh, I'm making a point. I'm making a point. You're making, making a, a comment what? then. I, what I was saying, what I respect about the Step Up series is that they they fully integrate the the, the numeral into the title of each film. Yes. Because it will step up, step up to the streets, step up 3D, and now it's step up for Miami Heat. Yeah, but it's step up for colon Miami Heat. Yeah. I didn't see I think you're crediting them with a bit too much intelligence. Maybe I am. I I take back my comments. Yeah. Colon in the wrong place. (laughs) As Uh, always. As always. (laughs) I can fix that. Okay, number six, we've got Ek the Tiger. Anybody know what that is? Is that not a Hollywood film? No. Must be. I have not seen it. Now, careful Dark. with the racism, boys. Careful with the racism. Careful. Dark Knight Rises. Seen it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Expendables 2. Awesome. Yeah. And at number three, we've got Ted. Not seen yes. it. Brilliant. Very, it's brilliant. Very funny. It's Family Guy. Yes. Teddy Bear yeah. movie. Essentially, essentially yeah. same thing as Family Guy, but just made a bit longer. Very, very funny. Number two, we've got The Bourne Legacy. And at number one, we've got Brave. Brave. I still haven't seen Brave. And I was going to go see The Bourne Legacy, but didn't make it. My son saw Brave today and he loved it. So there you go. Seal of approval. Oh, he would do a review, but he's in bed. So, sorry. No, because it's difficult enough to get into bed in the first place. (laughs) But this is quite interesting I went back to 1982 okay 20 years ago now I couldn't find a UK top 10 obviously we were in the dark age or something but I found the US listen to this this is the US top 10 from August uh, 20 years ago check this out we've got the sword and the sorcerer Conan the barbarian Firefox Annie the best little whorehouse in Texas Poltergeist Star Trek 2 the wrath of Khan Rocky 3 and E.T. at number (laughs) 1 my god I mean, is that that humbles a chart that features Step Up for Colon Miami Heat and X the Tiger? And of course, in um, 1982, uh, both The Thing and Blade Runner came out on the same day. Absolutely. On the same day. Oh, it's ridiculous. We have all this awesome technology and things are, you know, I was marveling at this today, being able to get the, the baby changed and he just watching tweenies on the phone. Like, what would you have done 20 years ago? And yet, movies are so shite. You, there's, there's no denying the general, general quality in, in the UK top 10 versus that top 10 from the US, which must be pretty similar to the UK one. It's, uh, it's a golf there. Absolutely. There's a golf. Mm. But anyway, chart, charts are pretty boring. But I thought I'd, I'd I'd drop this in here. Right, this is a chart of something that I found online. And between the three of you, I want you to tell me what is this a chart of? Okay. 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 Right, I'm going to start at one end of the chart, and I'm not going to tell you whether it's the bottom end or the top end. Okay. Oh, okay. And I want you crazy. to concentrate. One of you should be able to get this quite easily. Um, okay. I'm going to start. Okay. First film on it is In the Name of the King, a Dungeon Siege Tale. Turn, turn, turn it up, London, Revolver. That's Jason Statham. Okay, so what is it? Thirteen, Ghosts of Mars, War, Crank, High Voltage, and Death Race. It what must am I be. Reading is that the is that the, the Jason Statham's list of his films? Top ten, top ten Close. worst Jason Statham films on like Rotten Tomatoes. Top ten awesome best Jason Statham films. I'd say. I, I'm, I think Phil's got it. 
That is a list of the, by Metacritic, yes. Statham, Jason Statham's worst films. I was looking at that. There can't be many people who has a list of worst films that's that good. What was the worst one there again? The name of the, the King, surely. Was in the name of the King, a dungeon siege It's tech. pretty, pretty bad. <laughs> but the amazing thing is, if you look at the Metacritic ratings from the audience, it's like Love everything it. there is sort of five and above, and a lot of it's six and above. It's like... Can't, yeah, know, can't believe really, the, the film is terrible, but you, you just, you kind of think, Ray Liotta as a wizard, um, you know, John, what do you call him, Jonathan Rhys-Davies, um... Uh, you know, and others. I think it would be bad, but it, it just it is. Did, did you say that Crank was in that list as well? Because that Crank, yeah, I can't believe that Crank High Voltage deserved to be there. That's a brilliant Crank Two is a cr- cr- uh, crazy work of art. It isn't as good as the first one, I think. But, oh, but it's just so bonkers. Like, it, like that's why it is because it just they just went it just went completely mental. Like, but uh, so. Like they I don't got think a lot of the crit- critics really got that though, did they? The crank movies. <laughs> they were so critically panned, but you know. They don't understand. They don't awesome. understand nothing. Awesome. Revolver yeah. is by far the worst film I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, that and Nathan Name of the King definitely joint high. Oh uh, definitely for me it's Revolver. I just remember going Doesn't, oh, what? doesn't Revolver this? also have Radio Otter in it as well? Oh it might do. It That's does. In a movie together. <laughs> They're like bad Who's film magnets. Yeah. Ray Liotta's worst films. I've got to break the internet if I tried to pull that back. <laughs> <laughs> In the name of the king and revolver. <laughs> there you go, it's two. Well, I'm impressed you got that. Right, we're, we're uh, leaping on to the next section. Trying to keep up the pace here. This is the bit where we sort of play a sort of film charades, but we don't really play charades because we can't see one another. Yeah. Right, this is this is um well it's come under a lot of names. It's sort of like film charades, only a sort of non-visual version. So we need to come up with a sort of snappy title for it. <laughs> um this is weird because I, I was gonna right. do I had a backup agenda and I was gonna do a quiz in mine and I was gonna base it around audio catchphrase. Right, we'll save that. Right, save that. I will. Don't worry, they're saved. Don't worry about that. Don't you spoil that. Right, the idea in this is I've sent you all an individual email. The first one that I sent you, okay? You've got 15 seconds to describe to the other two uh, Lethal Watching core team uh, the film that I want you to describe. But I've I've listed listed five things about that film that you cannot, five things you can't say about it, okay? Okay. You can't mention any word from the title of the film and the five things that I've written down, you can't mention them either, okay? Yeah. So apart from that, you've got to describe the film and you've only got 15 seconds to do it in. I may later have longer if you're floundering. Do we only open the email just before it's our turn or can we open it now and see it? I think you should open it just before your turn, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So we all get equal time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So who's up for starting this? I will first. Okay. Okay. Gerard, you have to describe your movie in 15 seconds. I've not actually got any particular way of counting 15 seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get this. I think. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, okay. Starting. One just shout out when they know what it is. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, start. Counting on you here. <laughs> okay. Ready? Starting now. Uh, awesome trailer, crappy movie, fool me once, shame on you. Transformers oh, 3. Yes! How the hell did you get that? Yes! How the hell did you 
Awesome <laughs> trailer. Awesome trailer. Bad film. <laughs> Clear. Where the from hell there. did you get that? <laughs> Me and Jared, man, two hearts beating as one. Have you been cheating? You no. must have been cheating. How the hell did you get <laughs> no, that? Because we did a trail hard about it, about how bad the Transformers 3 trailer was. You know, you fooled me once with the Transformers 2 trailer, but you fooled me again with the Transformers 3 trailer. That's, un that's uncanny. I spent an hour editing that in, uh, in on my laptop. That pulled things ingrained into my brain. <laughs> it was part of you the Avengers, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. You got, you got that in six seconds, and he said nothing <laughs> other than wouldn't have described like, <laughs> half the films released ever through history. <laughs> This game is not going to work unless I make it more difficult. I'm telling you, me, me and Jerry, two hearts beating as one. Tell you, this is this is scary. <laughs> All right, well, well, we'll go for Phil next then. Yay. Okay, then. okay. Let me just give me let me let me open my email. Yeah. Oh, there okay, <laughs> <laughs> ready this is gonna be tricky this one but let's go okay ready go uh darth vader grumpy but not in space going on holiday lots to different places and uh has a fight with nick fury and has money and <laughs> his best that's friends your that's your 15 seconds ah. let's review what that's hard that's like the best film ever. <laughs> <laughs> Grumpy Darth Vader, not in space, going around places with Nick Fury. <laughs> I let you down, guys. I'm so sorry. I let you down. God, I hope that recorded. Two hearts yeah. beating as one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, Jared. Wait, Street. Any ideas? It's not coming to America. <laughs> no. 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 I was trying to figure out when you were saying Nick Fury, did you mean Samuel L. Jackson or David Hasselhoff? Oh. Oh. I can I can't I can't answer that question, Jared. No. Um I'm I'm assuming it's a film with James Earl Jones. Um <sighs> <laughs> uh, Okay, we'll give you Samuel L. Jackson if that helps. No. It doesn't help. <laughs> he had like a million films. <sighs> can I can I mention his coiffure then? Yes. White-haired Samuel L. Jackson. Jumper. Oh, got hey. in the end. Uh, uh. Darth oh, Vader. So, oh, right, that Anakin Skywalker. Uh, uh, right, okay. You messed up. The I was thinking James Earl yeah. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think James Earl Jones? Because Hayden he Christensen is not Darth Vader. Well, he's the voice. No. <laughs> I was into you. Paint you painted that as more of a like Darth Vader road trip movie. <laughs> it actually, sounded a lot better than what we got with Jumper. Actually, yeah. Darth Vader in a camper van crossing Arizona that. with That's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> 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 Okay, right, so one success, one failure so far, I think we'll agree. Right, well, okay, over to uh, Martin now. I'm typing the email. See, if I was doing that, sorry, just, just as we type, I would have said something like, um, what's that fella in X-Men called? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I could have mentioned that, though. I could have mentioned teleporting, jumping, or moving rapidly from one place to another. But you could have said Nightcrawler. How would that have helped? You could have probably would have thought Alan Cumming. 
<laughs> Phil, you suck. Okay, I'm sorry. ready, Martin? Yes. Here we go. Go. Dizzy gets her tits out in a communal shower. Friend of the show is in it. Um, Starship Troopers. There we go. Oh, very good. What was it? Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Oh, Dizzy gets her tits out. That was a good quiz. That was, that was a good quiz, wasn't it? Yeah, I like yes. that quiz. I like that quiz. Good. That. We should do that again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Next section. Insert musical thing. Insert the section where we have a serious chat about serious issues and serious things and serious stuff. I've got a headache. <laughs> wow. Uh, I've been chasing pigs in a field for the last three and a half hours. Right, anyway. Listen, we've all got <laughs> yeah. hobbies, but we don't bring them on the show, yeah? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what stays in the field, whatever it is. <laughs> what goes on in the field stays in the field. Right. Yeah, so we're looking at um, yeah, TV versus film, right? And the yeah. problem is, has the gap closed quite a lot between TV and film. I'm talking in terms of writing quality, special effects, that sort of thing. So is film starting to feel the pinch from that? Like when you can buy a box set of whatever, I don't know, you know, Battlestar Galactica or something, and you can get a 24-episode arc with decent special effects, decent writing and all the rest of it, do you think that damages what you can get from a film are the two still completely different I, or do you think films have had to change to cope with that or I think special effects wise cinema is still ahead because they've got yeah, the kind of broader canvas to work on but yeah. if you're talking kind of dramatically then I would probably agree with you because if you look at how TV dramas have grown over the last kind of 10-15 years films have kind of regressed into big shouty kind of action like the kind of mainstream cinemas retreated to the comic film genre and kind of dramas don't really kind of get much of a look in other than that. See, I dis- disagree with you, actually. Oh, would you, Martin? I would, just because I feel that there's still that definite gap between the two. With TV shows, yes, they are allowed to run for 24 episodes, but you'll find that the writers have to put in a dogleg or put in character plots to actually extend the storyline so it can actually fulfill like 24 long se- episode long seasons I've, I've, and as for effects wise the effects are good but with films I just feel that there are they are the bigger bigger effects you know because obviously they can they can get the more funding before they actually go into production whereas on TV shows they've only got an allotted amount to last the entire season so they're very restricted by that I think films are still definitely the, the the big thing really and that's what every series aims to have really every series wants to do a film at the end of it yeah but can't like tv take a few more risks than um they do in films i don't think so i mean if you look at some of the films like inception oh, that, fair point that, Ma, well then that's kicked my point in the nuts yeah that and that's a new film as well so that really just shows that if the story's good then there is still people will go out and see it you know yeah, I think people kind of looked. Is it like the, the the new Hollywood of the seventies is kind of the high point of that, where films like dramatic films like The Godfather were kind of huge, massive successes, and they were yeah. the kind of films that didn't talk down to an audience. They were films that kind of demanded that you kind of pay attention to it, but they still made hundreds of millions of dollars. Whereas I think since the eighties, it's kind of been driven down by the studio system. I think 
other than the kind of independent market, the, the, I think the mainstream films are being kind of bashed by TV. But I think if you kind of go, maybe if you go outside of the the multiplex into more kind of independent films, there's probably something that can stand up more to the uh, uh, more fancy TV shows. See, the funny thing as well is the fact that the TV industry, particularly in America, is very much breakneck as well. I mean, you could get a fantastic series only for it to be canned by producers for some reason or other. It, it could be as popular as anything. It, it's entirely their fates in their hands, really. Yeah. So it is. It's not necessarily a safe certainty to go for an actor to go to a TV series, really. I think Josh Whedon can attest to that because you know, look at Firefly. Yeah, exactly. But if you look at Firefly compared to the movie, I mean, while I like Serenity as a movie, it it. You know, whatever extra it's got in the special effects department, all the rest of it, that does work a lot better as a, a sort of twelve, as it turned out to be twelve twenty four <laughs> episode. You yeah. know, like like a lot of weed and stuff. And I, I don't know, it's like the Avengers, for example. I mean, I know you all love the Avengers, but because it, it was amazing, because yeah. it had to pack so much. I mean, even though it had the other films for backstory for all the characters, I mean, there's so much that has to pack into like two and a half, two and a half hours that. I don't know. There's quite a few films that you see now where they're sort of reduced to shouting at you with CGI because they know they've got to compress, you know, what you would normally expect to be three, four seasons worth of character development into this sort of two and a half hours. You know, you're expecting your money's worth. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think especially with the special effects, though, I mean, you can pretty much do on a home PC now stuff that 10 years ago would have, you know. Well, like with uh, Monsters? Build a cinema. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, you could you could probably make Independence Day now on a home PC or something. So, well, we're doing that know. right now. That sounds amazing. We should be. We should be. So I don't. I, yeah, I don't know because I, I, I recently I watched um, was it The Hunger Games, and that to me that was a strange movie. It had a mm. sort of like you know it's like okay it's the worst Duke of Edinburgh field trip ever or whatever, but it was. I don't know. I, I think I could have done with, I could have done with it spread over a longer period, and you know it wasn't heavily special effects reliant or all the rest of it. And there was a fair amount of characterisation in it, still pretty, pretty concise and and all the rest of it. You know, and you can see it with like the, when they're trying to compress like the Harry Potter, the late, later Harry Potter books into a film. You can see how much stuff you have to slice out of a long narrative to jam it into a, compress it into a sort of shortish film. Yeah, well, well that's you know, taking the kicked off the whole thing and splitting films into two parts because they, they doing they did it with the last Twilight book and they're doing it with one of the Hunger Game films as well. Well, the Twilight ones just for money. True. Um, True. Normally for money. Yeah, but you know, but you know what was quite what's quite interesting. Um, recently, I was reading about you probably all heard that they were talking about doing um, the uh, Dark Tower. Uh, oh yeah the series a, into uh, a sort of uh, the plan was it was going to be a series of books uh, films and tv series so it's what, like a what tv go- series into a film In, it, they were going to do film tv series film tv series film and that yeah. was going to be their way of basically getting it all um getting it all into the sort of doing it all basically yeah. because it's it's a massive I'm actually just finished going through the last book at the moment, and it's a massive undertaking, and it's so it's so complex as a, as a set of books. Isn't it like ten books? It's seven books. Oh, seven. But it's they're just 
I can't under, I can't even think about what Stephen King must have been thinking about. He was probably all on mes- high on mesquite or whatever the hell it is he was taking or whatever. Because they all that. cross over with the, like his other worlds. Well, his there's a lot. Yeah, it. he basically has seeded all a lot of his other books with similar character, the same characters and things that sort of turn up. And you've probably all seen The Stand, haven't you? Yeah, is it Randall Flagg? Randall Flagg. He's sort of a big character like called Walter. Dim or Martin uh, and all these other things, but he appears sort of in all the books. He's one of the main sort of um, antagonists. But you know, to do that, to make it into, and basically they've decided now they can't do it because it's just too too much. And is I, it I too much, or is it like? Than, well, it's. I think. It, I don't. I think budget wise, they couldn't. They couldn't justify it. I think that's yeah. always going to be the biggest issue when it comes to like. Um, and is it a story that can be like, like easily be presented to an audience? Because like it's, Harry Potter, you can kind of see, explain it, it quite easily. That's the thing, and I think on like definitely uh, Twilight and things like that, when they're splitting things, and that's purely about money. I think their heart was in the right place when they were going to do the movies and TV and movie and TV, and I think it would have been a, like to see what the consistency would have been through each thing you know through the films and the tea because i'm assuming what they were going to do was just do the books but they were going to be spread out you know yeah. over that sort of period they, they may not have they may have mixed things up a bit but you know it would have been interesting to see what actually the consistency was between the two different sort of mediums you know of tv and uh and films but apparently it's all fallen by the wayside now because money they just can't yeah. justify the money i think with films that's always a big thing it's always about the money yeah it's it's quite interesting they kind of mix the tv and the film up because obviously things go from tv to film and film to tv but nothing kind of goes back and forth maybe except Mm. star trek i suppose not really because each one is a separate separate, generation yeah yeah well each and star trek i'm trying to think I think when the TNG the film started, they were, were the kind films, of after the series, weren't they? Were the films not always after the series had finished, so it was a continuation? Yeah, yeah. yeah the films always started up after the series. I mean, really, the, the film started from, like, a botched series attempt. They actually meant for the motion picture to be a series, but that didn't get off the ground, so they turned it into a film. Yeah. But, it's, but yeah, when but you kind of go from... Those films, those films wouldn't... The Star Trek films wouldn't really stand up alone, would they? They rely not on... Not the, the first one is... Uh, uh, no, well, I think they all not. rely on the, the series, don't they? A lot of the in-jokes and the sort of sliding on, the on it, Relying on you well, knowing the I, characters. I think, the, I think de- de- definitely Wrath of Khan, you could have got away without um, knowing that Khan had appeared in the TV yeah. series. I think the Wrath of Khan is just a kick-ass action it's sci-fi action. movie. Other ones, yes, I think. I, I disagree because I think generations that, you couldn't have got away with. Generations, yeah, but um, first contact, for example, that actually sums up the whole Picard as the cutest right at the beginning. So that does actually fill you in if you've not already seen it in the story. True. So it does actually, it does actually give you a helping hand if you've not already seen it before. Yeah, but they do. I mean, apart from the latest one, the the reboot of it, they still rely on you know what the enterprise is you know that they're sitting on the bridge and firing photon torpedoes and they've got teleporters and all the rest of it It doesn't have to fill in any of that backstory so they've got a chance to just spin a tail haven't they they're like sort of high high budget high concept episodes really i would i would argue argue, 
is to a degree, I'd say. You know, most people probably have heard of phasers and anyone who's going to go to the cinema to see it is probably aware. I would also argue the point, the fact that in in right at the beginning of of Star Trek, the original series, they don't actually explain that the Enterprise is a ship. They don't actually explain all the technology that they have either. You just have to go with it and see what they do with it. For example, when they actually brought in the shuttlecraft, everyone was amazed that the this new piece of technology had, was there and everyone was like wondering why didn't they just teleport down in essence it was because they were trying to save costs so that's the whole point mm. do we think do we do you think that um joss whedon did a good job with serenity because i mean you know there was all this well you don't need to have seen firefly the tv series but i can't imagine enjoying the film as much as i did if i hadn't have seen the tv series well, I, I actually saw Serenity before I saw Firefly. And oh, I, too, I did, yeah. And I did what, enjoy what it. Did you think it was a... I mean, I think it's a good film. I, but I, well, I didn't... Well, that was one film where it would have helped knowing the characters. I didn't know what had gone on. And when you get reached the end, obviously, there's quite a few characters who die. But obviously, they have no impact on you because you've not actually been there through it. But I think what the problem with Serenity is the fact that Joss Whedon knew that this was his final chance to finish off telling a story. So that's why he was pretty much trying to fit in everything that he could possibly do so that was really why well, it's sort of interesting to because it's it says it sort of shows you where he was gonna where he was gonna go mm. with the um with the show and it, it's interesting to, to know that that would that those things were going to happen a bit in a slightly more spread out kind of uh way mm. yeah. so do you think though that the um if there was no Firefly TV series would Serenity have been made as a film? Like, well, would that idea have been able to carry itself as a film? Probably not, because I, 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 well, I think it would have, it could have carried off as a film, but I, I whether it would have got made, I don't yeah. know. It's interesting as well because we're ta- now we're talking about this. He, he's Joss Whedon is going the other way now with uh, the Avengers and oh, the, the Shield TV series. Shield TV series. <laughs> Although I think they're trying to sort of distance it slightly from the film, you know, to, to sort of make it its own Which thing, but it'll be interesting to see how it, it transfers over. I get the feeling there's good, there's that little short film on the Avengers Blu-ray when it comes out. I yeah, think that's probably going to be a... Whatever, kind of, 47 or something. Yeah, gonna, that's going to probably point towards the direction of the like the, the TV series. But I do think that... They're, they're trying to make it a sort of, a, from what I've read, a sort of a gritty, you know, sort of... Um, Show type that, thing. A, a cop procedural set in the Marvel universe. Yeah, please. That's why I want the Powers TV series. So that that would be really good. But I do think that um, the problem with kind of you know if you're looking at the kind of mainstream Hollywood is they do rely on trusted ideas. So like if you look at like the kind of critically acclaimed TV shows at the moment, things like Breaking Bad and Mad Men, it's very doubtful that they get the budget, but they they get made at like a, a, a mainstream Hollywood studio. They probably get made. It's like an independent film and get picked up on the festivals and get maybe like a DVD release, but you're not going to find the studio putting the money behind like Mad Men that the the, the networks put behind it. So I think that I, that side of things is where the kind of TV is better than film at the moment. Hmm. Right, I'm going to end it there because we've got to we've got to stick to a schedule. Okay. Oh man. 
That was good chat. <laughs> Somebody just said that one of my pigs has actually escaped again. So we're going to skip forward to the <laughs> quiz. <laughs> quiz at the end of the show. Uh, because I've got to go and retrieve a ca- uh, pig from another field, so roaming somewhere in rural France. So awesome. anyway. Doesn't happen so, every week, folks. It doesn't happen every week. Can no. you film that? Because that would be awesome to watch. Yeah, I will. I'll film this as a podcast extra, maybe. Yeah, I'd love to watch that. You like you're doing like an audio commentary of chasing down a pig. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Here, piggy, piggy. So here's my idea. We'll skip through the quiz at high speed, then I'll leave you guys to freewheel and uh, entertain the masters for however long you want to at the end of it, okay? Okay. Awesome. Right. So here's my awesomely awesome quiz of awesomeness. Ben's awesomely awesome quiz of awesomeness, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I spent literally 10 minutes researching this. So I think you're going to like it. More than we normally right, do. So- you can all pl- you can all play individually and shout out the answer when you know it. Or I think what we'll do is I'll run through the questions. All right, I'll run through each of the questions in turn, and at the end you can uh, you can each give the answer. Okay, and I'll go through them. We'll get the answer to each of them. Are you with me? So remember your answer to each of these questions. Do we open down. an email like, or not? Okay? Not yet. Uh, tell you when to hold on, okay? hold on. So I need to type shit. Hold on. You don't have to type shit. You'll probably remember it when I, I say the question. I won't remember it. Okay. Stupid. Okay. Question one. Marlon Brando invented and patented something famous. Well, not vaguely famous, but something interesting. Was it A, a drum tuner? Was it B, a magnetic cat flap? Or was it C, a corrective shoe for people with collapsed arches? Marlon Mm. Brando invented and patented something. Interesting. Okay, so write down your answer to that one. Question two. Pete Ostrom was offered a three-movie contract after a successful kids' movie that was released in the 70s. But he turned it down, and he never acted again. And he's ended up working as a vet near New York. What was this movie, and who did he play? Uh, I'll give you two clues. It was a movie that was reimagined by Tim Burton, and another clue, Gene Wilder. Oh. All right. Okay. Okay, so your next question. How long were Dennis Hopper and Michelle Phillips married? Was it A, 24 hours, B, eight days, or C, a month? Okay, your next question. Which of these things did Alfred Hitchcock not have? Was it A, a bank account? Was it B, a belly button? Or was it C, a shower installed in his house? Okay, your next question. <clears throat> right, this is a film from 1987. It's a genre film. It's very good. It's never had a sequel or a reboot, to my knowledge. And I'm going to give you the three taglines that it, it uh, advertised itself with. Can anybody get the film? Right, the first tagline was, A battle fought in the stars now comes to Earth. The next tagline used was, The live-action motion picture. And the last tagline was, Only the universe could hold adventure this big. Easy. All right. And your last question is to open your email. I'll paste the music over there. Is to listen to the piece of music in uh, your email and tell me the uh, the film soundtrack it comes from. And if you can tell me the what you think the name of that piece of music is, then I'll be bloody impressed. And one of you should be able to get it quite easily. It's just downloaded now. So go for it now.
I can tell you the scene. Well, put down your best guess. Okay. Okay? Okay, cool. I'm still listening. <sighs> you think of the film, but I don't know where it is. It's a good song. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. That's it. That's what it's called. Toot toodle toot toot. Oh, I've. I think I've got it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got my best guess. All right then. Let's who is this? See who is this week's uh, awesome film quiz of awesomeness champion. <laughs> okay, question uh, question one. Marlon Brando invented and painted in patented what? Phil, tell C. us. C. A corrective shoe for with collapsed arches. Okay. Yes. Anybody else a different answer? I, I went for the drum tuner. I, I went for the drum tuner. <laughs> You're right. He, <laughs> he invented and patented uh, a device for tuning conga drums. Uh. Things you never knew about Marlon Brando. Right, next question. Pete Ostrom, who turned down a three-movie contract and ended up as a vet. What was the movie? And what? who did he Char play? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he was Charlie the Bucket. That's he, right. No, yeah, was it not Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, look at Jared being picked. This is a quiz he's being picky now, isn't he? And just, <laughs> just, just, you know, just may as well just say Do it, it right. If you're going to do a quiz, do it right. So Dennis Hopper and Michelle Phillips uh, marriage. How long did it last? Four hours. I went with. I went with B. On eight yep. days. Eight days was the yes. correct answer. And I'm a Hopper. <laughs> Al Alfred Hitchcock did not have what? A left testicle. No, I I said blank <laughs> point. Yeah. Shower. Shower. It actually was a belly button. Oh. He, had, he had a surgery on his stomach, and when it was stitched together, they had to remove his belly button. Interesting. I'm sort of freak. So, who can name the film from 1987? I was quite impressed you got this. Yeah, Masters pretty, of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Unbelievable. Well, I'm impressed. I was impressed. And for your last one, then, um, what's films the music from? It's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the last one, though, from the Curse. sound of it. It's I thought it was Curse of the Black Pearl. I was, I, I was thinking it was Curse of the Black Pearl right up until the end of the track. I was thinking it might have been the bit where they were fighting in the forge. But now I'm thinking towards the end of that, it sounded a bit more modern. So I'm now thinking it's more like the latest one. No, you, 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 your first instinct was correct. It was from Curse of the Black Pearl. And anyone got any name, guess of the name of the track? Cutlass Fight. Pirate Man. No. It was the Black Pearl, oh, okay. which is the the uh, uh, eponymous theme of the movie. Well, that's good, and I'm afraid I have to go and chase a pig. So, um, okay. if you if you want to create some freewheeling mayhem, and this is in afterwards.
I'm actually going to listen to this one. <laughs> it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. Trust me. It maybe didn't sound awesome when we did it, but it'll be awesome when I finish. The magic will be in there. The magic will be in there. Right. Sorry, guys. I've got to go. Oh, that's cool. Bye. Bye. Happy pig hunting. Bye. Happy pig hunting. Yeah. <gasps> Good pig hunting. We should all go to France and help them pig hunt. <laughs> what do you like a lively for watching Bye. in Ben's uh, barn? By helping, do you mean point to laugh at? While well, she's doing it, man. Yes. Hmm? Yeah. I thought Maybe that was a given. I thought yeah. that was like what we meant. So that, that was a different show, wasn't it? That was a very different show. It was. How, how do we feel some outsider coming in and taking over our show? It happened. <laughs> in a good or a bad way? No, it was good. It's, it's always good to mix shit up, man. It's good. It's good. Well, I had fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Now what are we going to do to fuck up the edit? <laughs> um... <laughs>